Welcome to Frequently Asked Questions from the session E-Cigarettes and Vaping, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. We are joined by Dr. Susan Feeney. Susan, before we begin with these questions, would you be able to reiterate a few key pointers from today's session to our audience? Sure, I'd be happy to. So basically, in quick summary, um, the electronic cigarette or the um, electronic nicotine delivery system ends. Um, has been rapidly increasing, especially over the last two years with the advent of some of the fourth generation vape tools that are uh, sleek and easy to use. Um, our concern is there's a whole group of people who would never have been exposed to nicotine, teenagers who wouldn't have smoked, who are now vaping. And the rate has gone up from over two million to over three million, almost three and a half million in a year of teenagers who, who admit to have vaping. Um, and so that, that's a concern, and it is a concern with the FDA, the CDC, and you're starting to see regula regulation on that. We've also seen that uh, marijuana, um, through an oil or wax that can be put into this vaping liquid, is being used pretty frequently. And in um, the California area, uh, you know, there was up to um, <coughs> one in three high schoolers and one in four middle schoolers were vaping marijuana. So that's a concern. Um, the other concern is, um, is this a, a, an effective, efficient smoking cessation tool? And uh, the verdict is still out. We have some data that came out this year that um, may indicate that it's more efficacious and helps people stay off cigarettes longer than the established nicotine replacement therapies. But again, we need more data. So what are the harms? We know that if somebody is smoking a lot, we think that vaping is less harmful, but vaping has um, is aerosolized, and there's toxicants and carcinogens. Nicotine is an addictive substance, so um, what the FDA and the CDC are recommending to try the established nicotine replacement therapies. If that fails for your recalcitrant smokers, they can try the e-cigarette. It may be helpful, knowing that it may also have its own harms. Um, and then people who are non-smokers, we need to do everything we can to help them stop, not start, and to stop vaping. Great. Let's get into some of these frequently asked questions. First, what is the cost of an e-cigarette? Well, um, there's, there are four generations of e-cigarettes. So the one that's the most common, the one that's gone up 600% six, in sales in the past year is that fourth generation. If you go to the website of that particular manufacturer, you can get a starter pack for about $50, and that starter pack has a, the vape pen, has a battery, and has four pods of pre-filled uh, nicotine uh, fluid. Each pod is approximately the amount of nicotine that's in a pack of cigarettes, so you're basically getting four packs of cigarettes with that. Um, you can get it as cheap as $35, however. And a and replacement um, pack, so you get the, um, the pods. The pods are anywhere between 4 and $5 a pod. So depending on where you live and what the tax is and how much you smoke, it may cost less to smoke cigarettes. It may cost more to smoke cigarettes. But um, it's, not, it's, it's not exorbitantly more, more expensive. <clears throat> how would you advise someone to use e-cigarettes to quit smoking? Um, well, there's really... There's no um, evidence on or any written advice anywhere. So I actually had to, I talked to the folks at a vape shop. I went online and looked at um, blogs. And, it, what, and, and there was some information from the FDA. What they say is if you're going to recommend it, 
you should, first of all, find out exactly how much the person is smoking in a day. So you try to simulate the amount of nicotine that they get in a day, knowing that the deposition of nicotine from a vape is probably going to be higher than a cigarette. So let's say someone smokes two packs of cigarettes a day and they've been smoking for a long time, that would be two pods in your typical um, vape stick. Then, um, depending on how long somebody has smoked um, and how much they've smoked, you may want to decrease their nicotine intake slowly over time so that they, they can sustain that, that decrease. So one of the um, recommendations was decreasing the nicotine amount by a couple of milligrams every month. So let's say 12 milligrams is, c is considered a very high level of nicotine uh, per day, and that would be somebody who's a, a longtime smoker. So you'd start at that and then maybe go down two milligrams each month. Somebody who maybe smokes a pack and a half, you probably can do a little bit less. How is marijuana vaped? Well, um, it can be vaped in m various ways, but probably the most common way that I've seen in the literature is the either an oil or um, or wax so they they have the, or they call them dabs and they you would put it into the liquid the vaping liquid or the, what they call the vape juice and then you it would become you know dissolved in that and then you would uh, it becomes an aerosol and you you would vape that um, you can actually they actually have a whole bunch of um, vaping tools that are coming out now and there's a couple of there's um, several companies throughout the country, but a couple in California that you can get the vape pen with the marijuana in it. Um, and so you can actually put leaves in there into the, into the cartridge. Um, and you can suspend it, I guess, in the nicotine, but you can also get a marijuana cartridge. Um, again, depending on if you're in a state where it's legal, this might be something that's being produced. Um, it's if they're going to use the, um, I mean, you could put you could put the oil and the wax into any cartridge, but some of the companies that have the pre-made cartridges, they have to be hacked to be put in. So they'd have to. There's a little more sophistication to try. How would you counsel an adolescent about vaping? Well, like everything else, we have to counsel them about it. it it's it's not easy. First of all, I think we all need to realize that. Most kids don't that are vaping don't see vaping as dangerous. You know that kind of goes with their mindset, but they don't. They see they kind of know cigarettes are dangerous, they cause cancer, but vaping is not a dangerous thing, and they may not think that nicotine is, is anything to worry about. So that's kind of a, uh, the knowledge we need to have when we sit down and talk to them. So the first thing you'd want to do is first of all find out if they're vaping. Now, so we have to ask every teenager when they come in. We ask them all the other high risk behaviors. We want to say, do you vape? And if they say no, and, and they, they are truly not vaping, then you want to counsel them about it as prevention. So you want to ask, you know, what do you know about it? And then let them finish. Um, do you have friends that vape? Do you feel included or excluded because you are not vaping? Um, we know that um, bathrooms are where most of these kids vape. And because of the frequency and the prevalence of vaping in bathrooms, the kids who don't vape may not want to use the bathroom. This is actually becoming a little bit of an issue. So asking them about that and then if they're receptive you know give them some information on facts and websites there's uh, drug free there's a partnership for drug free kids there's uh, John Hopkins has a great website the UMass Medical School has a great website CDC but you know you would counsel them very similar that you would about smoking cigarettes smoking doing drugs you know um, high-risk sexual behaviors that kind of thing if they are currently vaping 
you really have to sort of in, get a feel for how frequently they're vaping. Is it a social activity? Are they using it daily? And then kind of figure out, are they ready to quit? In the, are they in the pre-contemplative stage? You know, where are they in it? If they're sort of like, yeah, it's not a big deal, it's not, a, you know, then you want to use some motivational interviewing. Well, tell me about, tell me why you like vaping. What, you know, what about it do you enjoy? And try to do it as non-judgmental as possible. And, you know, what does it do for your daily life? What, what, what's the benefit to it? And what do you know about vaping? And do you have any worries about vaping? Or has anybody talked to you that they're worried about you vaping? Um, a lot of schools have a zero tolerance now. So they are, like, expelling kids from school. They're taking kids off of sports teams. So sometimes saying, you know, what type of policies do you have in your school about that? So basically getting the information before you can't, you can't do anything about changing behavior if, until you understand where they're, they're at. So that's how I would, um, I would start. And lastly, would you recommend vaping as smoking cessation? Well, again, like everything else in healthcare, it, it depends. So if this is someone who is very motivated to stop smoking and has not tried any of the typical over-the-counter, you know, nicotine replacement therapies like patches and gum, or you, they're, they may be willing to use one of the um, medications like Shantex or Bupropion, um, you really do want to start with those first because this has not been approved by the FDA. We don't know the long-term harms of this. We have an idea that there may be some. We think it's less harmful than smoking. It, you know, sort of intuitively it makes sense it would be less, less harmful than smoking, but there is certainly harm related to it. So um, I would recommend starting with that. But if this, and, and what, but what generally happens, people come in and say, I've done the patch, I've done the gum, I've gone, been hypnotized, I've done everything I can to stop smoking and I keep going back. Then this might be somebody you could say, look, you know, you can try any cigarette because, and you tell them to get the fourth generation, you want to start at the highest level of nicotine and um, that, that, that something that would simulate how much nicotine they're getting in a day. And then say, um, you know, try that for a couple of weeks, come back and see me, and, and then we'll talk about titrating down. The thing to remember is if they're going to titrate their nicotine down, they can't do that with a preset pod. They're going to have to find a, they're going to have to go to a vape shop and figure out how to change the concentration of the nicotine. So that's the only thing is I would caution them that if you go to a vape shop, they're great. They're going to want to have you stop. They're going to help you wean off nicotine, but they don't want you to stop vaping. So let's let's understand it before you go in, because if that would be my goal was to ha have them, you know, vape and then stop that at some point. So. This is great information, Susan. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure.